Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast once again. It's episode number 234, entitled M is for Menus. It was published on Thursday the 17th of June 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and as always a very small amount of housekeeping just before we begin. Head over to wpbuilds.com, that's the website where we keep all of our content. We do produce a bit of content, we produce the podcast which you're listening to, that comes out on a Thursday and then we've also got the This Week in WordPress show which I do with my good friend Paul Lacey. That we do live 2pm UK time every Monday. You can find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash live or in our Facebook group. And we put that out as a blog post and a audio podcast and indeed on YouTube as a video that comes out the following day at 7am. So two things for you each and every week. If you'd like to be notified about those, the best way to do that is to go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. I'd love it if you did that. Join our newsletter. There's also links on that page to our Facebook group, Twitter handle and so on and so forth. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Pause the podcast now and go and get yourself on that newsletter. Also, I'm trying out a bit of an experiment. I'm not exactly fed up with Facebook, but I'm just curious to see if a different alternative might be a bit of fun. And so I've set up an open source bit of software, which is called Mastodon. You can find it at wpbuilds.social. And indeed, that is a URL wpbuilds.social. It behaves a bit like Twitter, but I was just wondering if it might be possible to get some of you guys in and have a dedicated WordPress conversation over there. There's probably only about 25 or 30 of us at the moment, but if you want to join in, wpbuilds.social. What a strange URL that is. So wpbuilds.social, and you can join us over there and see if it's something that you like. If you'd like to find a WordPress deal this week, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week. Searchable, filterable list of coupon codes for specific products that people have reached out to us and provided coupon codes just for you, the WP Builds listeners. Should you wish to have your product or service put in front of a WordPress-specific audience, you can use WP Builds to advertise on, and you can find out how to do that at wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise, a bit like AB Split Test have done. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and you can test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo. absplittest.com Okily dokily, episode 234, that's what you've come here for. M is for menus. Today I'm chatting with my good friend David Wormsley. We're going through the list of the letters in the alphabet and we've arrived at M and we've decided that this is going to be menus. There's actually more in this than I possibly suspected because once you dig into it, there's all sorts of things on offer here. Accessibility, whether or not you should think about things mobile first. What about the size? What about the way that you set it out? Should it be a fly-in menu or some kind of drop-down menu, our mega menus best. There's absolutely loads. We could have gone on for hours, but we didn't. You'll be pleased to know. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you did, shout out to us on Twitter at WPBuilds, or like I said, join our little Mastodon installation, WPBuilds.social, or just give us some comments at the bottom of the post. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, the series where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today is the letter M for me and you. Oh, very <laughs> nice. You snuck that one Menu. in. Menu. Yeah. Uh, nice. yeah, I got that from Big Bang Theory. It's <laughs> <laughs> become my dodgy joke section, this, hasn't it? Yeah, no more, please. That's that's your you've had you've had your <laughs> ration of one rubbish joke for this episode. <laughs> When people said I wanted to be a comedian, they laughed. Oh, no one's good grief. Uh, no, uh, that's wait, wait. two now. Oh. Bob, Bob Monkhouse, that is. Oh, dear me. No right. Honestly, anyway, no more. Yeah. Back to the subject. So menu. So we've got a format for this. We're going with the menu format. So we're going to start off with a, a small aperitif. 
a preamble. Nice. So, <laughs> but uh, well, we just need to say a few things about menus and what we're covering here. Sure. And that really is that menus are so important that we thought this needed a topic of its own because really no one gets anywhere on the web without well-organized links. And I think it's kind of key to all the websites that we build. It's the kind of thing that you never really think of. You know you've got to do it, but it doesn't really in my head at least, have the importance of other parts of the site because you concentrate on the bits that are right there in front of you visually, you know, the header and the footer mm. and the fonts and the spacing and the white space and all of that kind of stuff. And yet mm. the bit that most people are going to interact with is the menu. And yet usually it's just some, you know, standard font, try to put yeah. the correct number of items in, uh, set some colors that might be a different hover state and you're done. But really, it's the bit, like you said, it's the most important bit of the site in terms of getting from A to Z. And it's quite unlikely that they're going to get to your site and be in exactly the right place. Certainly for, um, you know, for a large website, they're probably just going to search for something, arrive at a random page via a Google search. And you want them to go from there to, to get to where it is that you want them to go. So it's terribly important. Yeah. And I think that's a lack of research. We were talking earlier about kind of the accessibility side of things getting menus right and we're still not sure about certain things and there isn't really the statistics there is a great person out there the guru of web page usability jacob nielsen who with don norman has the nn group where a lot of us refer to which has a fair bit of data on menus and they're quite vocal on it but even there you can't find a great deal on certain things so let's move on to our starter course which is really usability shall we um so we were talking first about the number of items that would be ideal to have in your menu and i think this is something that jacob nielsen's mentioned but i've known it from psychology that there is this magic number seven which is the People are different, but it's the amount of information that you can chunk. Anything over seven is considered as a bit of an overload. So the ideal of your menus is to get them below the number seven. So this has got nothing to do with the space on the page. This isn't that you could, generally speaking, fit seven different words on the top of mm. your website, let's say next to a logo mm. or something. This is literally to do with what typically the human brain can cope with. So if you show them 15 things... They feel a bit bamboozled and are likely to mm. just sort of wander off and get a bit, you know, a bit lost. But if you show them seven, that seems to be the sort of upper limit of what they can cope with and take in. And the eye can the eye can suck in that information quickly and easily. That's fascinating. Yeah, just information overload. The, the idea that something is easy to navigate around if you keep it under that number. And of course, it does vary from individuals. And there's been experiments in psychology on this. And so it, ideally, you would want to be going to five or six if you can. But then we get into this. And we were talking about this before, about a standard order of items that we might have in our menus for pages. And I've certainly gone with, and we, we debated this, whether we have home as an actual link in your menu as well as the the logo or the icon being clickable to home. Yeah, you and see, I, do. I don't have any research on this. I just have my own proclivity, which is that the, the logo is always home. And I've mm. had enough clients tell me that, well, okay, we've got limited space. Can we just use the logo? And it's, yeah, of course, that makes perfect sense. But mm. you could well be right. Maybe people are still searching about looking for the home icon. And I guess as well, you know, it depends. Maybe you maybe you reduce the, the size or the importance of the logo on certain views. You know, perhaps if it's on mobile, your logo kind of almost shrinks to insignificance and the menu takes over. Mm. And in those situations, then the word home would be important mm. my feeling is that on on a menu where let's say you've got a letterbox shaped logo and you've then got the menu items on the right um mm -hmm. and you've got seven of those they're starting to crowd each other out a little bit and the logo is getting constrained by the by the actual the structure of the mm. menu and in that situation i think the first thing to be sacrificed is the word home i've experimented yeah. with changing that out for a little house icon you know the kind of icon where it's yeah. just you know roof and, and a door in the front of the house and so on that people have been generally happy with that but I, yeah. I i go for don't put the home icon 
uh, sorry, don't put a home icon in, don't put the home text in, just have the logo as the, the home button, which you, you don't do it that way. No, I'm still fearful of it. I mean, I think the last thing I read on this that was a bit of research still goes back to something like 2014, maybe even 2013, where they still predicted that up to 50% of people still didn't know the the tradition of being able to click on the icon. And I can still see that happening yeah. amongst my in-laws on the web. They still don't go to that. They still don't know it. And even stranger, my old colleague who used to build websites with, and she still builds the occasional website, doesn't seem to do it, doesn't link up her logo to home. Um, so she needs it. So it's still there. People are out there. I mean, whether that's going to be your audience is probably going to be the key thing when determining these things, given there's no real research. But I play safe and put it there as a standard until, you know, until there's an argument otherwise. Yeah, I would say that in the case of your colleague, she's definitely missing a trick, whether or not she has the word home or not, is, mm. is you know, something you could debate. But but not putting a link in the icon for the the logo or the the image for the logo it, it, or whatever it might be that just seems kind of wasted because there's going to be a proportion of people who will expect that so you might as well use it i know i mean i use her as an example it's just that you know she'd been building websites before i was back in 2000 and she still uses the web a lot and you would have thought something like that would have stuck maybe she's just stuck in the past and that's why she doesn't do it but i do see there are people who just don't know that convention yeah and, that's um, so they need home yeah yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's the the order of the, yeah. the items. And again, I don't know if this has come from research or if this is just the way that you've seen it a thousand times, so you just copy it. But <laughs> um, typically, I go for, well, the home being the the logo, mm. and then everything that the logo occupies top left in most mm. cases, and then everything goes horizontally to the right, so mm -hmm. the usual items, and I'm not really that bothered about the list of items and what order they go in, so long as contact comes at the end. So the far right is contact. Yes. Although that, yes. that could be replaced with a telephone number or something in a button or something else. Yeah, I, I've got the, well, I'm, I always think about is an important page. I'm always convincing people they should do it because it's, the, again, research suggested that it's the second most visited page after the home page um, because it's where people find out whether they can trust the organization they're dealing with so i think it's always a key thing to have which a lot of people miss out but so i go home about and then it will be the service or the product and then if the blog is going in the header which often these days it seems to make more sense because it's just for traffic to stick it in the footer um because it might not be your main business right. getting people to read your blog but it might be a way of getting in traffic but anyway uh, that's the next thing and then it goes to contact and then it will be the call to action button which you mentioned was the telephone so it would be the same thing if it's if it's a form that i want them to fill in right. that may right. be have a pop-up to a form to get people to take some action yeah contact us or something like that you know some clear invocation to do something and, and that yeah. could be a telephone number or something. Do you use the word blog? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. What I do, do as well. And I'm just curious as, you know, people like my, my parents' generation, I don't think they would know what a blog was. I think they'd probably just avoid that because it's like some sort of mysterious technical word. Whereas <laughs> yeah. if it said something like, oh, I don't know, newsletter or posts or something, they might be a bit more inclined to understand what it is. But certainly I think my generation and down, you know, younger yeah. would totally get that. But it's just curious. But I think you're right to put it there because it links to, to all of the content. And if you are spending time making your blog something useful to your business from an SEO point of view, just don't relegate it to the footer. Have it there in, in the main menu. Yeah, I mean, it just depends really. I think, you mm. know, sometimes, it, I mean, if you're trying to, you don't want to distract people from your call to action, then encourage them to go to the blog as part of your main menu is one item you could get rid of. Because if your blog is only there to get picked up by Google right. and they will find that separately, then I want it out the main menu. So it, there's a decision I think to be made depending on what you're trying to get out of it. But yeah, but I don't like when people put news because it's often, you know, people who are wanting to use the blog as a, as a way of just giving you, information about themselves right. you know rather right. than you know good content marketing you're right yeah. um, well one thing we've missed off there i guess if you've got a product then mm. pricing 
would be quite an important one because oh, yes. certainly if I go to a, let's say it's a, a web app or something, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming that this thing is going to have a, a, a monthly component of, of paying attached to it. That's more or less the first thing that I do, actually. I'll just check out the homepage, see what the service does, and then I'm instantly going to go to the pricing page and fully <laughs> yeah. expect that to be in the main menu, probably the second item, you know, along with <laughs> yeah. home pricing, I don't know, features, something like that. Yeah, that'll be me with most of the stuff that we would kind of buy. Um, so it'll be home to take a look at what basically is there and what yeah. it does. And then it will be probably pricing to see if I can afford it and then over to the about page. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, because you like to check them out. So that's interesting, isn't it? Depending yeah. on what it is that you're doing, you're going to have a different permutation of those menus. But there is basically some kind of structure built up through history and it usually involves home about pricing service blog contact call to action and so on yeah 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 and i think we're right to use it i mean conventions just make it easier if there's anything that's become a convention from other sites you know use it because if the majority know that it's just going to make navigation of your site easier so i'm really big on trying to stick to anything that i think will help yeah um, and it would be totally possible to come up with a really wacky way of interacting <laughs> with the menu. Well, we'll come up to that in, in a minute, you know, drop downs and so on. But mm. the point being that why confuse people, you know, don't make me think goes back to that. And if yeah. whatever is traditional and whatever is familiar, whilst it might not be artistic and it might not have the kind of like, the ooh, that's curious, <laughs> yeah. at least it's obvious. And if you are <laughs> if you are hoping to, I don't know, sell things online or encourage people to read things that you're creating online, I guess it's better to just stick to something obvious. And the things that we've suggested so far are obvious. We've missed off the, the possible mm. m becoming more important over time item, which is the search, which often lurks at the end of the menu as well. Yeah, that's a key one. I mean, I don't get to use it much because most of the sites I do are, are simple and WordPress's yep. search isn't very helpful. Um, so you need to do some work to make that work. But yeah, yeah, it's a yeah a really important one. In fact, perhaps more important than the rest if you've got a lot of content. Right, exactly. So if you've got a huge site, I don't know, it mm. could just be content or it could be e-commerce or something like that. I think search is is probably the best item that you've got in the in the navigation because you know they might land at your website and see that you sell a thousand and thousand and one sofas but they just want to get to the gray three-seater one then yeah you could go through all the menus and figure out where all the sofas are and then click click the color picker and decide which one you want and i want the three-seater variation and all that that's possible but if you could just type three-seater gray sofa into yeah. the search bar and you get right there that I just think search is such an important thing. Again, just like you, I don't really use it all that much. And my yeah. experience with WordPress search is that out of the box, it doesn't deliver the most sensible things that, that I would have imagined it to. And just before we started recording this, we were coming up with all sorts of ways that we thought search could be improved in WordPress. Yeah, God, I, I hope it's something. I mean, now React is part of WordPress. It would be so great if it can use that kind of technology to improve search down the line. I, that I'd be so happy if they did that. Hmm. Um, I have played with those other plugins that you've got Relevancy and I think Better uh, Better WordPress Search, I think is the other mm -hmm. big one out there. But um, Relevancy, I remember this is going back, so things may be different, but it was something that would really bloat out your database. It would need to store a lot of information to to deliver yeah and of course you've then got to kind of worry about the archives for search and things like that but mm. hopefully you're doing that anyway but um yeah more mm. important than ever usually i see that that's just like some sort of microscope icon um mm. or a text field which says search in it and you then mm. click into it and so on but you know if you if you click the the icon whatever then often things sort of like go fade away into the background and the search box comes in and you start typing and whether that's whether that's ajax or not doesn't really matter but that's increasingly i think going to be important decent search uh, in the main navigation mm. so jacob neeson he says drop downs are bad oh <laughs> uh well <laughs> I've never quite understood his viewpoint on this. This is going back, way back. I mean, 2010 at least, he was doing some research on that stuff, and maybe actually much earlier than that, um, that they 
we organize our information in kind of lazy ways with drop downs. So there's, there's always that difficulty, I think, with drop downs where people don't necessarily know whether the top item is the clickable one or whether you just, when you hover over that, the drop downs are the only ones you should consider. And so I think that's a first point of confusion with drop downs. A mega menu, you see, which Jacob Nielsen thinks is good, doesn't have that. When you hover over a mega menu, that's never clickable, is it? I, I think yeah. that's the case. I'm curious as to what you do here, because I know what I do, and that is to, mm. especially with the advent of the phone, I kind of feel mm. that the that there's a there's a difficulty in engaging the drop down if if that's a link. So, yes. you know, if you're going to click on something and it reveals three or four items below it, you don't really want that to be clickable because the finger, you know, obviously on a on a computer, you can have the, the, the icon can change. You know, it can go to a, a sort of finger icon, you know, the hand icon. And it, that, that's yeah. more obvious. But on a on a mobile device, you've obviously got the concern that they would then click on an item, whereas, in fact, they just wanted to open it you can obviously have the little down icon to the far right but to me that's just another level of confusion to me that item is to open the other things not as a clickable link i'm going to get shot down for this i'm sure well i i'm the same i mean i oh, good. prefer to make it <clears throat> but that's not the the case with other people i see on the web and and also my colleague as well she would use the top menu as a as a link to a main page and the rest would be sub menu items of that main page for me it was just a way of bringing up the drop down so you could make your choice is that are you saying the same as me yeah yeah basically it's not a link it's just the link yeah. to open the the items below it that just seems to me to be the the most sensible way to use it because it, if it's trying to do two things, that's confusing. But, but equally, it's confusing if it's just trying to do, you know, if it's if it looks like it might be a link, that's confusing as well. Uh, you know, I guess you've just got to come up with like U, UI kind of ways to make it obvious that this is not going to do anything apart from open the menu. But the opening of the menu, yeah. in my eyes, should be enough to indicate, oh, that's what that did. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, why does he I, I'm think, with you. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Why does he think they're bad? Well, I think it's mainly because uh, it wasn't a way of organizing content in a hierarchy that people could understand. So drop-down menus generally get used to just dump information under this one category, and there's no hierarchy to it, where with mega menus, they're usually sectioned off into categories of information which uh, are more ordered. So I, I don't... To be honest, I've never fully understood his argument and some of the research, some of the write-ups that they do, even though they're experts in that, I often feel they seem very, it's not so much research-led, but more opinion-led. Oh, um, I see. Which, I think I'd misunderstood. So drop-down menus, bad. Mega menus, yes. good. Yeah, it's Got basically it. the... Is the yeah, is the Jacob Nielsen uh, perspective or the NN group with Don Norman? That tends to be what they they find. Right. I, I love their challenges. I mean, I, I wouldn't take everything they say literally. I mean, it's going to depend on the design. But I do see the point where drop down menus generally are just dumping. Inf you know, it's just because they can't think about how we might navigate, how someone might take a journey. It's the easiest thing, isn't it? Just to stick a whole bunch of links under a general area in fact you know i've seen lots of people do this very badly so they don't know where to stick something so they may stick terms and conditions say under the home page link or something or about it doesn't make any sense it's just kind of sticking stuff in drop downs because you've got it and it's easy to do in wordpress isn't it yeah i guess the i guess the thing here is that mega menus work really well on desktop in fact i remember the first time i saw one and i can't actually mm. remember the website that i saw it on but i remember seeing one of these mega yeah, menus, yeah. and it it was just text. It wasn't filled with anything elaborate like you can do, you know, videos and images and so on. Or there was mm. virtually no color. It was just, I think it was like three or four horizontal menus. Sorry, um, yeah, vertical menus arranged horizontally. And I remember thinking, ooh, ooh, that's <laughs> nice. And then I remember yeah. trying to copy one in just pure CSS. And I told you that that when I actually finally did it, it was like, oh. Yes, I've actually achieved something of value here. And I felt really proud of myself. But yeah. I guess with the advent of the mobile phone, trying to pack as much as you would get on a desktop into a mega menu makes that whole thing so difficult to manage. You know, if you've got 40 links 
in front yes. of you on a desktop, you can totally pass all of that and you can figure out where you want the mouse to go. But on a on a mobile, that could be like four or five viewports worth of scrolling. So yeah. different use case. And as, as mobile has now um, taken over as the dominant platform for searching the web, it feels like mega menus of, well, on mobile especially, have kind of maybe had their day a bit. Yeah, yeah. I... You know, I'd like to keep. I'd like to avoid mega menus as much as possible. I mean, there's a real trend now for stylized mega menus where you do put you know, other media in there, and I just think, e, I'm not. I'm just not sure about that kind of stuff. I don't think it's a good idea in the menu area. But you know, yeah, you just me. you're taking up. I mean, you want people to click on links, not watch a video necessarily. I, I know what you <laughs> yeah. mean, and it, and some of it is just. It's just oh, we can do this, so let's do it. But it, it feels yeah. to me like. We have arrived at the the notion that basically a menu is a tree of items, a tree of nested items. You know, you've got the top level stuff and then everything below that. And I think WordPress does a really good job. And and I know that the WordPress menu system hasn't been updated for a long time. In fact, I arrived Mm. to WordPress when it was how it is now. I I can't point to any change of any of any merit that's changed in the in the way that you organize the actual WordPress menus since I started using WordPress. You know, you've got those little rectangular boxes, you search for something, mm. you chuck it in the menu, it arrives at the bottom, you drag it into place, nest it, which can be quite awkward still. I don't know how, I've mm. never tried that on mobile. How easy is that on mobile? No idea. Um, and and that's it. And you save it, give it, give that menu a name, and then put that menu somewhere in your in your theme. And I mm. still think it's pretty good. I've got no real yeah. gripes about it. The only thing that we were talking about that might be good is to is to be able in the menu item to be able to 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 link menu items to search terms. So for example, mm. in the case of my gray sofa that I mentioned a minute ago, if if you had a I don't know, a sofa page that was specifically for particular things, would it be okay to say, actually, do you know what? When searching for things that Google Analytics mm. tell me people are searching for, can you just send them to this page, please? And I think having that in WordPress core would be quite nice. Yeah. The only, I think the only thing that made it a little bit more confusing in WordPress, and of course it's that's going to change again, is when they introduce the customizer. So you've got another route into changing your menus or creating your menus in WordPress to the traditional one through appearance menu, which is the one I always go to. Um, so there was that. And then, of course, as we're moving away from the customizer with full site editing, we've got a uh, another change coming up. So but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Having multiple places to do the same job is a bit is a bit awkward isn't it i i like you i never use the customizer to change the menus i always just go to appearance menus and and fiddle with it there just because it's a richer space to do it and you can really see what you're doing and the options are fuller and you can just see what's going on a little bit more but then of course you can also change the location of the pages within the editor you know you've got a choice of what the parent is and where it sits and Mm. so on and that's that's a good way to set it up but I feel just mm. doing it all in the one place. So I, I would never set the menu where, where it belongs in the menu and never teach to clients where to put something in the menu within the post itself. I always tell them to go to the menu, uh, the appearance menu after they've published it and set it mm. up at that point, just because it's easier to see what's going on. And you can obviously rank it. I want that one first, second, third, whatever. It's just yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, a few other usability things, things that I stumble, these are kind of my bugbears really. Um, so when I see in the main menus, the links that will take me off the site, I hate that if I'm not given some kind of indication, some kind of uh, icon that yeah. will give me some information that we're going to an uh, external link. The interesting thing about the web, there is no, there is no HTML symbol for external link it's a very odd thing we've got the we've got the one which is commonly in use which looks like a little square with an a little arrow going off to the yeah. top right and i i is... infer now what that means but i'm a you know i use the web a lot i think most people would just see that as well, it's an icon i don't know what it is yeah but there isn't a standard glyph no for that, no you're right that you can use uh, it's just a, i always think why why has nobody created that yeah um, but yeah anyway so um we'll just talk about some other things that we listed here hamburgers mm. do people understand those um 
You mean the actual hamburger in the you know the thing that you eat or the, the icon? <laughs> okay. I Not a great deal of understanding yeah. of actual hamburgers. They're just meat in between bread. But yeah, I I do. I, I, it was curious because we we disagreed on this a bit as well. In that I I fully assume that everybody knows what the hamburger menu means, and of do course you know it means justify. Um, Even you know, going it means back, justify text left and right is what it means. <laughs> In fact, I don't even, I'm not even sure I understand the hamburger because most of the time it seems to be beef. Right. Okay, we're, we're really straight on. <laughs> but no, I, I just assume that everybody now gets that. If you see yeah. that little icon on a web page buried in a menu, you understand that that's the menu. But I would imagine that it's true. The themes that I use present you with the option on mobile, probably yeah. even on desktop, to be honest, to to have that icon, but also to have the word, well, whatever word you choose. I, maybe you'll choose navigation or menu or something like that. But you could replace the icon with a word, but also you could mix and match. You could have the word with the icon. But mm. I'm I'm just pretty sure that as time goes on, that mm. the, the hamburger icon is going to mean menu and everybody will get it. See, you're quite, you're quite out there. You're quite radical for me. You see, I, mm. I, there was something, but the, again, the research on this isn't up to date. So when I read something on this that people didn't get the hamburger, that started me using either a combination or just preferring a menu button that says menu, <laughs> um, because there were there were certainly kind of research I think about four or five years ago, which indicated that a lot of people still didn't get it. You know. That's absolutely fascinating because it's just, I really did assume, but I am not the typical person and nor are you. We just live mm. on the web and so we probably see it mm. dozens of times each week. And it became, I don't know, I think I think probably it was driven by my mobile phone. You know, Android uses it all over the place. I'm sure iOS has something similar. Certainly Chrome use it as the way to, yeah. they used to have a little wrench icon, didn't they? That was their way of invoking the menu and then they replaced it for hamburger. It seems like the best bet in that yeah. you know let's not let's not come up with something new let's just push the hamburger menu as the one that we're going to use instead of coming up with something else but yeah if i see that top right on mobile i know that's what it's for yeah i think you're probably right i think it everybody should know now i mean people are used to having a mobile so i'm sure my research is out of date but i'm still very cautious with these things something which i don't see built in certainly it's not in beaver builder as a default for their menus which i used to use all the time before when i went to a mobile or tablet view i would still just be leaving the links in so if, if there's only under seven links there i would just have those links uh, un underneath each other to click on so none of this extra stuff none of this hamburger stuff or oh buttons i see to reveal so, it but just uh, plain no, links no, I don't just see stack it. underneath oh, okay <laughs> so what you yeah. would you would collapse so when it collapsed to mobile view the menu would just be open. You'd see all of those links. Yeah, exactly. So okay. the logo would be often go to center and then the links would just be there. So maybe it would just be stacking as three and three if there's only six of those and they would just, that's it, you know. So, um, and that was the way I did things with Genesis before because I think that was the default behavior with that. So, yeah, I, and it, you don't see that much these days. And I think, well... I understand that. At yeah. least you can still see your items. I you know the names of them. I think it's. I'm seeing more and more these full screen mobile menus where you click. Yeah. In this case, the hamburger, and you know everything fades in the background. Up comes something, and you've got your menu item. And either there's a little indication that this maybe it's swooped in from the left or the right, and there's a little X, and it will drag it away, or there's a little bit of the, the actual website revealed in a bar on the left or the right-hand side, and you click that and makes the menu go away. That's That seems to me the the way it's going. That that probably would be my favoured way of doing things, just some, some sort of fly-out menu, because you can pack yeah. a bunch in there, and it's scrollable, but all the while you know that the website's living behind there somewhere as opposed to something which is sticky at the top that you then deliberately mm. have to, I don't know, you've just got limited size or it consumes the entire page. I like the idea of being able to see that the website is kind of nested somewhere behind it and you can make the menu go away. Mm. But I still like the idea of those traditional links for mm. me because, mm. I mean, I'm not, I don't use the mobile much, so in my experience is probably not to be trusted. But the, the idea that you're, 
page loads and then you see the logo so you know where you are and then you see the names of those links when i have to click another button to see what's on this site do you see what i mean yeah i do see so what you mean it's yeah. just links it's yeah. just it tells me yeah what, what's there you know so if i just want to know about products I, I see it straight away and i just go and click on that i don't have to click on something then to find out right, where products right. is listed yeah i guess so, i guess it just depends on the the amount of links that you've got there but the curious you showed me some nice examples of different ways of tackling menus on different mm. device sizes and the one thing that kind of stuck out was something that the bbc and other websites do in yeah. that the the the, the narrower the menu becomes so in other words the, the narrower the viewport so if you're on desktop you get the full experience with all the menu links and they're all there and as you as you go down to tablet some of them will obviously drop off but yeah. the menu on the bbc website they will rearrange the importance of the menu items so what was fourth might become second um, so, for example, I don't know, about or pricing might stay on the menu, but everything else will go to its own little drop-down. So the far right menu item is replaced by a drop-down. And then if you narrow it some more, items just yeah. get pushed into the drop-down. I think that's a really, really ingenious way of doing all of it without having to consume the whole screen with some kind of fly-in menu. You just, But you've got to make really careful decisions about which items stay on the screen and which go into the menu. And then there's yeah. then there's a button which only looks like a drop down, and that just invokes that that menu of all the hidden items. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's some there's some great work. All the big, I mean, the, this article features a bunch of top sites and how they've got that. So British Heart Foundation, BBC, uh, the Guardian newspaper, uh, the World Wildlife Fund. They've all got very very clever. Mobile first, I guess, you know, they expand, you get more items, you know, as you move out. So that's the, the way the article's gone. And it's really clever, isn't it, that they put certain items under the more, so the less less needed. And in some cases, there. like in the Guardian one, they really yeah. make that icon stand out. So the so when you go onto desktop, there's all the items are there. You, they're there for you to see, and you can click on any one of them. When you get down to mobile, you I think you've only got one or two little items, the most important ones. It's probably like news and sport. And then, mm. then they've got this really contrasting bright yellow circle mm. with the hamburger mm, yeah. menu in it. And you can't help but see it. It really stands out. And I think that's yeah. that's quite an ingenious bit of you know UI UX to make that work. And I'll, I'll, I'm presumably the guardian have kept it for many years it's working for them because i haven't seen them change it recently no gov.uk is probably the most interesting because whatever you've got you've just got a search bar yeah yeah but that that's that's interesting as well because that site can you imagine you know i've got so in the uk we have gov.uk and it covers literally everything that you could interact with the government on so i think a menu would be massively frustrating because you're bound to get it wrong. Not only will you not use yeah. the right search term for the thing that they... That, sorry, not only will you misunderstand where you're trying to get to, but the, it'll, you'll have to go through like 14 layers to get there. So I yeah. think they're probably relying on Google quite a lot, but also relying yeah. on their own search capabilities. You know, if you need, I don't know, pensions advice, you just want to type in pensions and go. So yeah, fascinating. No menu at all, just search. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the only website that's ever won uh, the the major prestigious design award. Um, uh, so it's it's a real piece of work, and it's nothing to look at. It's just it's just functional. Helps it's people really to functional as well because during yeah. um, during the recent COVID outbreak, we've had to use it to sort of submit tests, and mm. and it's brilliantly done. Mm. Um, mm. You know the buttons, the the fonts are clear, easy to read. There's loads mm. of spacing between the items. The buttons that you need to click are clearly marked, and they are massive and obvious. And the you know the check boxes that you've got to tick when you've ticked them, it's so obvious that you've ticked them, and you really can't go wrong. It is a masterpiece, actually. I'm, I remember filling out the first time we had to do that and getting to the end of it and thinking, I can't imagine a a way of making that experience better. They did it really well. It's brilliant. Yeah. Maybe they're leading the way. Maybe we're talking about menus and there isn't. Menus should be gone. It should be all search. Or what you mentioned to me about a voice-activated 
<laughs> well, that might be the way of the future. I think so. I think that, you know, slowly but surely on my phone, obviously this is the mighty G, the mighty Google. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can do with that voice search now. And obviously we really don't have those capabilities baked into our websites yet, but that will come. But the the idea that you've got a mass, again, using my grey sofa analogy, if you didn't have to go through menus and you just literally clicked the microphone icon and went grey sofas and <laughs> up came all the grey sofas, that's mm. so good. I mean, obviously, massive amounts of usability problems there. Um, you know, you need you need ways for people to use the website that don't require voice, but it does strike me that in the future those kind of capabilities will become more and more more and more used. Mm. Mm. Let's just mention accessibility, shall we? Because okay. I think that's key. I've I played around. I don't know if you have with those tools that you've got, which will take you screen readers. I've yep. downloaded some yep. of those. And, and um, yeah, it's really frustrating going through menus, yes. particularly if they don't allow you to skip the menu. So you land on, you, you know, you've moved to your page where it tells you how you can get to that page again. Um, <laughs> really annoying uh, if your theme doesn't do that. I think most do allow you it's just built in, allow you to skip the menu section. But yeah, if, you, if you've used a screen reader, you you definitely want that. And it's it, it just demonstrates immediately how incredibly frustrating it must be for people who are trying to use the web, who, mm. it, it, let's say, for example, they, they struggle seeing things and they're yes. relying on it to read things out. So many problems with those kind of things, you know, just getting to the right item, knowing where you are, knowing what the current thing that you are on is intended to do and and i feel that this this piece is getting talked about more and more as the yeah. web has matured we realize that this is something that we need to deal with because a lot of the the things have been ironed out already this is this yeah. is a real area for growth in the future and, and importance and people purchasing websites i think will come and they'll have this as a as an item on their their um their laundry list more and more even down to the moms and pops stores because you know, they're just going to start to know that this stuff matters and it's legal. Yeah, exactly. There's more, there's more suing going on over these things. And, and it tends to be an afterthought, even with page builders, even with Beaver Builder, that you know, some of the, uh, the icons that you can put in menus and stuff, they haven't got Aria hidden or the option to be able to change it or say what the icon is about if it's right. meaningful. Right. So if you're using icons in your menus, you don't want the screen reader to have to read out what that icon is. You want to disguise that because it's only visual, it's decorative. And if it's something that has meaning, such as a link to social media, then you need it to read out and tell you what that icon does. Right. Um, and and it's often an afterthought. I think it still is with a lot of the pre-built stuff for WordPress. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I guess we can hope that in the future, as people are using the web more and more, this stuff will become more and more important. But I think you're right. An afterthought would be the, the right the right word for it, the state of play at the moment. Yeah, I think I think we will get more of this. I've read something today, actually, about um, the fact that there is an organization which are uh, submitting, um, what's the word for it, uh, complaints about uh, cookie legislation. So mostly, you know, GDPR came out and most people ignored it. And I think the same thing is happening with accessibility. People are getting much more active about websites these days. So uh, we have to do more of that kind of stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, tab index as well. That's another thing which always kind of gets, that's another thing that can go wrong with, in WordPress content, often with your forms and stuff. I've got to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. But from my point of view, I, I never invoke this myself. I always, uh, and again, you know, it's accessibility. I, I just, from my perspective, I click on things. But the, imagine the frustration if you were yeah. tabbing through and you know, you're know you fully expecting to go to the next menu item and you just end up somewhere utterly curious and yeah. you know got nothing to do with it. And then you can't find your way back. It, oh, <laughs> yeah. it must be horrible. Yeah, I've certainly come across it. In fact, I've never really taken any notice because I click and I did. Yep. I put a couple of forms on a page and it all went horribly wrong. I had to sort it out with gravity forms, but it was just 
it's interesting, different users out there, but the, the client I did the work for spotted it straight away going, your tab index is wrong. They just, that's what they do. They yeah. tab everywhere. Yep. The, yeah. It was interesting. I think it's the, the new version of Gravity Forms 2.5, I believe it is. We're, I don't know where mm. we're at now, but anyway, yeah, this it is. released it. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've made that a big banner of their update is that everything is allegedly, I can't speak yeah. to whether it's true or not, is, is much more accessible. So tabbing around the form would behave in the way that you you had you would wish it to behave and i think you know they put a little promotional video together about that and it would appear that they've done quite a lot of work as a way of differentiating themselves from the competition can't speak for what the competition are doing but i know that gravity forms have done that yeah it's been a big thing for them they? because they're seen as the industry leader they really need to take that kind of stuff seriously don't mm. they which is mm. what i like about them mm. um yeah security and um, accessibility are probably their two key things, not yeah. the busy stuff so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So well, <laughs> our menu, we're supposed to be moving on to the main course, but we've covered much of this, what we can do with our WordPress menus. So. I think we have actually. I think the main course items on our little laundry list of things to talk about, well, there's about eight of them. I think we've covered all of them, haven't we? Yeah, there are. I mean, mega menus we can do, and there's plugins that will allow you to do that. Some really complex ones. We can sticky menus has become a thing. And here's something again with conventions. So some sticky menus will stick while you scroll down. Some will only stick when you scroll back up. Some will stick when you scroll up and down. We don't have a format. Which would you prefer? I fully don't get menus that only stick when you scroll down. I just don't see that as normal common sense. <laughs> Forgive me if this is something that you deploy all the time. To me, if it's going to stick, make it stick. Just have it at the top and have it have it slightly opaque. And, you know, if you get to the top of the page, whatever was below it comes below it. But if, if you just want to have a sticky menu, make it, I don't know, one line high. I'm thinking on mobile here again, but it, the same applies to desktop. You know, it's just your menu, but maybe it's narrower than it normally is. Um, but it, it yeah, just but stays in place. That's that's what I want. When should it disappear? So it, as you're scrolling down, should it, <laughs> <laughs> so it should be that it should be there in place when you're moving down or up. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's what I want to see because you've made the decision to have it there. But also, it should be it shouldn't be big. It should be really narrow. You should make the point yes. of making it narrower than the normal menu so that when it's in place, it's just, you know, it's, it's almost out of the way. It's not consuming much of the screen real estate. Okay, what about split menus then? That's something which is quite new, I think, in design. You're going to have to explain yeah. what a split menu is. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you've got the logo. Usually the logo is in the center of oh, the I page see. at yeah, the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. And, the yeah, and the menu is split either side of it. So you're using one WordPress menu and it uses some JavaScript to calculate how many items should go left or right of that. And they're very popular these days. Yeah, I think they look really nice. I think they've got their, I don't know why, but it feels to me that something with of heritage works well with yes. that you know something like an old stately yeah. home or something it feels like it, it belongs in the middle you want the logo to be right in the middle uh, I, I've never built one of those I've never deployed one of those but I, I actually think they've got their place the the assumption I'm guessing though is that once you collapse it down to mobile that all changes and it becomes more of a conventional menu with logo left menu items right and so on yes Exactly. Actually, it's interesting again. Jacob Nielsen again spoils it for us all, saying that they don't work very well. In fact, when they did some actual research, this is a couple of years back, they were looking at where the logo position was or the menus were on that. So apparently these centered splits don't work very well uh, compared to the left aligned logo and the right aligned navigation. That is the ideal, according uh, well, to them. I think they look really nice, but whether yeah, or not I they, they bring do. anything... Um, to the table in terms of conversions i don't know but i think they do look really nice yeah and it's exactly the same it almost it's like you make your um logo like a a, a kind of royal crest almost in the center right it kind of gives it some sort of style but exactly it also feels like the logo needs symmetry yes so that you know i'm in what i'm imagining is is bits of text with kind of like 
decorative scrolls underneath or something and there's an equal amount on the left as there is on the right all of that feels like it works and if you've got a, a logo which is letterbox in dimensions it feels like that would be great if it was symmetrical but i i, I don't use it i don't know why i just don't use it yeah it's interesting because when i think about it i can't think that it's on any client site that i've done in fact i did do it on my own um beaver junction sort of demo sites because i liked it so much but i don't think i've actually ended up using it so yeah does interesting. it does it appear as an option in any theme that you've ever used yeah, yeah well it's in that i'm in beaver builder with me it's in the beaver builder theme and they've mm. just added it for the next release of beaver builder right. the um the navigation menu there it's going to be a split menu option something i requested as well oh, i see oh and you're responsible for that yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> you've made them do all that and you're never going to actually use it um yeah. yeah i think it's got its place and i think it looks really nice when deployed uh correctly yeah. but I, I i won't be making use of it yeah yeah no, you probably best stick. I, I think it's always best to stick to the convention. So logo left, navigation right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Let's. I. Yeah. Start from that point and then see what you know what's required. Um, shall we move on to our last section, which is uh, I've called the pudding, but well, actually, I'm I'm calling it pudding because I don't want to call it sweet because you know I'm always griping about uh, the Gutenberg project. So I, I wonder um, if I wonder if anybody even knows what pudding is. <laughs> probably not. Oh come on! Sure. Well, I mean, if you're if you're from the UK, pudding's obvious. But if you're in a different yeah. part of the world, pudding is dessert, basically. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we've had enough Downton Abbey going around the world. Uh, yeah, okay, People yeah. must know what pudding is now. <laughs> um, yeah, so navigation block. We've got it's not out yet, is it? In WordPress, this is the future with the full site editing, but it's there in the Gutenberg plugin available. I've been playing around with the navigation block, so. That's going to be how we're going to be delivering our menu should we go the full site editing approach. I think it will become the way of doing it. Um, mm. I think it will at some point override all of the other things that I'm going to be doing. So there'll be then be, we'll have the customizer, we'll have the, the, the menu area, and we'll also have the, the full site editing navigation block. I think probably once it's mature and it does all of the things that I need it to do, then... The, the block will be where I want to go to do that because it'll just take care of all the styling. So at the moment, you you know, you know create your menus, your actual links in one mm. place, and then you maybe go to the theme settings in the customizer to, to make it look a certain way. And the idea of handling all of this in one spot kind of makes sense mm. to me. I, li I like the idea, although obviously not fully baked yet. See what I did there? Baked pudding. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's a big argument to be had. I think generally, anyway, with Gutenberg over this stuff, because if you have the styling added to it, then we move into the page builder territory where you're styling kind of modules and where does that CSS go? Where presently with the the module, you've got the theme takes care of that and you can add in your CSS selectors that you want if you want to put some individual styling on individual menu items. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But at the moment, I, you know, the controversial part of it is the fact that the only way to get spacing with it is to use the spacer block. And that's not kind of good. Uh, you can't up, see that being anything other than a, a kludge just to get through some, some point yeah. in time. I mean, it's got to, got to have padding, right? Um, yeah, it's got to. It's yeah. going to have padding. It's just nobody has it yet, and they just came up with some spacer way of doing it. So you add these individual little spacer blocks in. It, it, I'm sure it won't stay that way. But um, yeah, the the ability to put in little, I don't know, CSS on the last item, for example, or the first item, so that it doesn't have left margin or right margin or whatever it might be, those kind of things. Again, I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll be fully mature at some point. But we're just watching it mature. And yeah, and so that's curious, you know, when when I'm guessing that when WordPress came out with its menu, uh, the, the way that they do menus now, all of that was probably done in the dark and they iterated on it probably over a number of, you know, maybe a year or so until finally they got it right and then just pushed it. And it was great. Those in the community that had no interest in watching it develop probably had no idea mm. and when it came out there it was but we got a different approach this time around everything's being done slowly and in public view and it's being chopped mm. into the gutenberg plugin and so we're 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 seeing it happen and obviously there's yeah. stages toward it but um I, I think it'll be a good thing to have everything in the full site editing area 
and especially menus, it just makes total sense to have all of that so that you can see what's happening as you do it, a little bit like in the customizer. But, you know, change the view and the menu items and the structure of them all in one place. That sounds good to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it should be there. It should have been there forever. It's always been tricky, isn't it? This kind of headers and footers have always been difficult with WordPress. And this is a step in the right direction. I do think, though, and I think it shouldn't be underemphasized, this space of block idea of being able to kind of put divs in between your list items Not for good. code. If it goes out with that, they're going to have to keep this forever because of backwards compatibility. Yeah, because I haven't people really are going to use that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think really this is one of the things that before it's shoved out there, they really need to pull that and just say, okay, so you can't have the padding that you want easily, but tough because we can't have all, all of this nonsense code in there and have to support this for the rest of WordPress's life. You know? I mean, you you could so. you could fully have the 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 padding there. You just have to go into the CSS and. You know. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, exactly um, the same as you could anyway. So I just th don't think they should have that in. I think that's the real, the real thing for me with this navigation block. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm with it. But then when I saw that, I just thought it's got to go. Surely, yeah, it's such a bad idea. Yeah, um, right. and and if you put it out and people start using it, you're stuck with it. Yeah, I I'm I'm more than more than certain. I think that that won't stick around. It'll it's just a kludge in the in the meantime. But a kludge yeah. which is um, is publicly visible, and now that WordPress is used by so many people, there's so many eyeballs on it. We can all we can all see the problems. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I think we're probably that's what we can say, isn't it, about the navigation block? We'll have to wait and see what's coming out. Well, it's, I'd it's... say. I mean, we've been going on now for what probably about <laughs> fifty minutes or so. What what more is there to say? Probably a whole boatload of things that we ought to say because. Um, because we always miss things out. So if you've got anything you want to add, mm -hmm. we always post this stuff in our Facebook group and obviously it'll go onto the website. Let us know. Yeah. And next time, in two weeks' time, we're talking, I haven't asked you about this one. I, I thought we'd do N for numbers and we'll talk oh, about some of the surprising statistics that are out there on WordPress. fully hoping it'd be N for Nathan. Ah, uh, it could <sighs> be. Damn. Maybe it will be. No, it let's won't. go for numbers. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Honestly, can you imagine how bad that episode would be? And is for Nathan. No. Okay. So yeah, we'll um we'll be there in a couple of weeks' yeah. time. If you like, I say, if you've got any comments, let us know. Be curious to curious to hear what it is you've got to say. But um, thanks, David. Nice chat. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. As always, a pleasure chatting to David Wormsley, in this case about menus. If there's anything you think we missed out or if we just plain got it wrong, head over to wpbuilds.com. You can leave a comment there. Join our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, and you can leave a comment there. Or as I said at the top of the show, why not try out the new Mastodon, wpbuilds.social. Yes, that's a URL, wpbuilds.social. Join us over there and see what you make of it. You could perhaps tell us something about that comment. Go and search for it. It's episode number 234. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and you can test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out. Get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay. We'll be back next week, next Thursday. I'll have an interview for you. And on Monday, this week in WordPress Live, 2 p.m. UK time. And also we shall put it out on our newsletter the following day and as a post and a YouTube video as well. And you can find all of that, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Join the newsletter and keep updated. That's all I've got for you this week. I hope that you enjoyed it. Stay safe until next week. Bye-bye for now. And I'll fade in some cheesy music.